What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Thursday Night Hi-Fi. Tonight, I am super excited because my buddy, Kyle Bliss, Life of Bliss, is on the show. What's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Good. You like how I just flipped the script on my voice and just went straight into radio mode? It was great. I can't do that. <laughs> we just is what you get. I can't. Uh, I can't roll with it like that. That's awesome. About thirty seconds ago, we were just talking like normal human beings, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome to." Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I like it, dude. I don't know. It's 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 fun for me. This 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 whole live stream experience is fun for me. I don't know. It's 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 cool because it's kind of like us just chatting, talking on the phone. But yep. then we're doing it and everybody's watching us. So we kind of want to kind of watch what we say, but but not really because it just depends on how we're feeling, you know? Yep, exactly. So how are you doing, man? I am doing pretty good. I've been uh, been working all day. A little tired, but I'm here. Happy to be here. What's up, Rob E? Rob E is, dude, he is so dope. He is a supporter for sure. He's hey. in all the chats, man. I've seen him all over the place. Heck yeah. So... For the people that don't know you, and I, I know there's only like probably one or two out there that are like, okay, who's called Bliss? So let me know, like, what do you do? What What is your thing? So my, uh, hold on, I'm pulling up the the chat here. I want to make sure I'm seeing everyone who's making comments and everything. Oh, there we go. We're already getting love, man. We got Robbie saying Kyle rocks, Mike rocks, Hi-Fi Hi Havens in the house. Yeah, we're getting some love, man. Awesome. Nice. All right. So, yeah, my channel, uh, Life of Bliss, it's, it mainly just kind of started out as um, me finishing off my basement, and it kind of evolved into, you know, my love for audio speakers and home theater evolved into building speakers and revolving around just home theater projects, equipment, screens, just, just things like that. So, um, a lot of it is audio related. There's still some random stuff here and there that I like to throw on. Um, I just finished off some uh, cabinet doors recently and, and threw that up there, um, painting or uh, staining those. I mean, just some random stuff like that, but you know, 90% of it's about audio. Nice. And well, from what I've surmised, just from checking out your, I, I pulled up your, uh, your YouTube, mm -hmm. um, you focus a lot on how to's, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. A lot of people need to know how to do stuff. Uh, yeah, do you I, I go to YouTube all the time to figure out how to do stuff. So I'm like, that's the kind of content I go to there to look at. So I like putting that sort of content on. So it's it's educational for people. It's not just, I don't know, there's there's fun videos that are funny and fun to watch, but I kind of go there to learn. So that's that's why I chose that path. Same, same. Like there's tons of things where, and, and I think that's kind of a cool platform too, because it, you could be wondering about anything. It doesn't have to be audio related. Like anything you can possibly wonder about guaranteed someone at least has done one video it could be like the crappiest video but someone's done a video about it which i think is really cool mm -hmm. uh, you also focus on diy which is becoming like a huge thing i mean it's always been a thing i think mm -hmm. but i think it's now becoming more i don't know trendy you could say it's it's become a lot easier a lot of these companies are making flat packs they're they're making kits like I'll be honest, I, I don't do anything with crossover design. Everything that I've built, you know, outside of subwoofers, you don't need crossovers for that, but um, outside of your uh, your receivers or your, your DSP. But, um, you know, anything I've bought and built has a crossover kit that someone has done the research that knows what they're doing, knows exactly the components that they need. They're putting that together and you have the freedom to build the cabinet how you like, Put the finish how you like, you know, just kind of make it your own and know that you're going to be getting a good product as long as you can, you know, 
pull off the build correctly or, or follow the instructions that um, that they give to you. But you know, it just gives you the freedom to finish things how you want and make it look how you want. I, I am afraid of crossovers myself because, dude, it, it it's so I don't know. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that little, you know, the 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 small little electronical stuff. Uh, you, you're totally right about that. I'd rather have someone do it that knows, like, that specializes in it, or like, mm-hmm. taking a huge interest in it. And there's mm-hmm. a few people I've actually talked to on Instagram that. <clears throat> that have been doing a lot of just that like they, they don't even care about the enclosure they're like oh we just do crossovers you know yeah so hopefully in the future I'll, I'll do a little project with that involved but you also do product reviews dude uh how do you like yeah. those they're fun um honestly they're a lot harder for me than the how-to videos because like with the how-to videos i mean that's that's pretty much what i've been doing since day one either showing what i'm doing or, or explaining how i'm doing it so these product reviews it's it's a very different um it's just a very different type of video. You've got to critique something. You've got to, you know, come up with something intelligent to say, <laughs> so, right? And and make it uh, make it known to the viewer, you know, the strong points, the weaknesses, and and just kind of. I, I try to come across as honest as I can. I'm not going to bullshit people if I think something's not going to perform well. Um, and, and you know, the price has a big factor uh, with that as well. So, I mean, like one of the recent reviews I did was that Travoce 12 from OSD black, the 12 inch subwoofer, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the money, it, it's not a bad subwoofer for, you know, twice or three times the price. It's not getting below 27, 28 Hertz. And it'd be a terrible subwoofer for that price range. So, you know, that's just some of the things that you got to look into in doing these reviews. And it's, it's fun that, uh, it gets, get some products in here to look at, which I always like new gear who doesn't. So it's, it's fun. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of been since my, you know, inception, uh, I've been doing a lot of product reviews, which is kind of weird for a new YouTuber to be doing a lot of product reviews. It just worked mm-hmm. out that way. Yeah. But, um, it's, good though. it's cool. But at the same time, I was actually talking to Giles about this yesterday. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of tired of doing product reviews. I want to do some <laughs> cool stuff. You know, I want to like show people that I'm not just a product review guy, you know? Yeah. So I have a lot planned for that. I have a lot planned for, for upcoming just, just videos. And uh, I am going to kind of get into the how to's, but not like in a hands-on way, more of like information wise. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of sharing information that I discover with people, you know, with people. So so I was going to ask you. And people like watching, uh, watching other people build stuff. I mean, it's, it's a fun process. You learn from their mistakes. I had to turn my fan. I'm burning up. Um, they uh, they learn from your mistakes and and it's a learning process for you along the way. So it's it's just fun to watch in general. Well, even my first I don't know if you saw my first DIY uh, build on the hammer uh, from GSG, um, dude. I messed up so many times and and I did it with Giles at his house, and he kept catching me. He's like, hey, no no no, don't do that. And then I would actually like keep it in the video because I want people to see my mistakes because yeah. these are simple mistakes like too much glue. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I mean, I, thankfully, I didn't like have any catas- catastrophes or anything. Yeah. You know, I was expecting a, ta- a catastrophe, catastrophe, blah, blah, blah. but I didn't have any of those. But, yeah. uh, dude, um, I was going to ask you so, between how to DIY and product reviews, what, what do you like more? What's your, what's your favorite out of those three? Um, I, I really like building stuff. I mean, that's what I really enjoy doing. The problem with that is some of these projects will take 
two to three weeks at a time, just with the time that I have to work on them. And so it's a super long process just to make one video. Like um, I did one on bookshelf speakers that I built with uh, full range drivers. It's, it didn't do well, but it took me several weeks between building, prepping, veneering, staining, clearing, and, and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, I really enjoy the build process, but it does take a long time sometimes. So the product reviews are nice to kind of break that up and get some content in between some of those builds. So agreed, man. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> just, just, just because of the, cause you got to build the thing, then you got to film the thing while you're building the thing, right? It takes twice or three times as long <laughs> to try to film stuff while you're doing it. Then editing, then mm-hmm. everything else. And the voiceover. And then the voiceover. I hate yeah. voiceover, dude. That's one thing I could tell you wholeheartedly is I hate, voice so i i like it when yeah. it's just pictures because then i yeah. can talk about whatever i want and then be done with it but if i have to talk in in like five seconds here four seconds here five seconds here dude uh i'm like i hate this i hate this Take so long time man it is not fun to do voiceovers but it is what it is dude yeah i do it so you do you are abnormally handy um so do you have any formal yeah. training or were you just blessed with with like these superpowers uh, no, I mean, I grew up doing a lot of stuff with my dad. Um, he started building our house when I was in middle school that we lived in, or even before that. Um, and he, he had a body shop. We were always working on cars. So I mean, I learned how to do body work at a very young age. And, and that has helped me with like the finishing process with these speakers. Like that's kind of where I've, you know, transitioned into using that skill. And I don't know, just, just growing up you know, with the mindset of if you can do it yourself, you might as well do it and not pay someone else to do it. So it's, you know, just, just learned, uh, learned from experience over the years. See, I, I was a complete opposite. My dad was like, Oh, I'll just pay someone else to do it. And yeah. that's how I grew up. And now I'm regretting that because, well, I'm not regretting the time I spent with him, but I'm, sure. regretting, I'm regretting, um, the fact that I didn't learn anything hands-on. So now I'm kind of well, like, Hands on a net. <laughs> there's something to be said about what your time's worth too. And I've, I've realized that more and more over the years too. It's like some things I'm absolutely going to pay to have it done and mm. not even mess with it. It's, it, it's a, it's a balance, but yeah, your time's definitely worth something too. Um, I think we had a question and I kind of was curious too. Do you spray or roll on the Duratex on your, on your build? So up until these subwoofers that I just sprayed, I, or, um, uh, just finished i've sprayed everything which mm-hmm. now i think i'm going to transition into rolling the bottoms because you have to you have to have the box obviously setting on something when they're 60 100 120 pounds depending on what you're building right. and uh, these subwoofer boxes that i that i made i wasn't going to suspend them and paint the entire box at one time so i rolled the bottoms because it was a lot easier i didn't have to worry about cleaning a gun i didn't have to tape anything off um roll the bottoms it's rougher. It's going to be a lot rougher than when you spray and you're most likely with, with Duratex, you're most likely going to get some sort of roller marks or lines in the finish. Mm, ouch. I, I couldn't get away with or get away from it. I could not get just an absolutely smooth finish without any lines. So roll the bottoms. They're on the ground. No one's ever going to see them anyways. And then let that dry for a few days. And then I would set them on their bottoms and um, go ahead and spray the rest. But I prefer to spray. Like I said, I, grew up doing body work and I've painted several cars over the years too. So I got a good understanding of how those guns work and and how to lay a smooth coat of paint on something. So that's just something I prefer to do. 
And, and that was um, that was Giles's preference too, is spray on. So you guys have that in mm-hmm. common. Um, and when it, he showed me how to do it, I, man, I just started spraying like a madman. And the thing was, we were we were okay. So Parts Express, everybody was out of Duratex, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. and we needed to finish these things like stat. So we ordered Exohide. But it was the roll on Exohide. It wasn't meant to be sprayed. But we said, you know what, F it. We're going to spray it. Who cares? Yeah, it, so it, it worked. Like he sprayed his completely. And I actually wrapped mine in this like crocodile, like like <laughs> fabric. I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's, it's hilarious. I haven't yet. It's super cool. It's like it it super cool. <laughs> uh, dude, the hammer wasn't wasn't a very difficult build. I think I think that was a good first build for me because it wasn't yeah. difficult. And it was like it wasn't like building like you know something crazy like a full Marty or or like a Devastator mm-hmm. or something like that, but um, but of course I mean yeah GSG does a great job with whatever they do so came packaged very well you know and then we got to the painting part and I just started spraying like I was like you know like unloading an Uzi on this thing right <laughs> and and Giles like stop 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 you know and I'm like why why he's like dude that's too much and I'm like what you want me to pull the trigger you want me not pull the trigger like and he's like no no gentle gentle I'm like okay so I just barely squeeze and and I now now like when I when I saw his finish I'm like okay so that's what you wanted me to go for yeah i was just going like ham on the thing and then so after i had to refinish it a couple times but i did the front and the back in exohide which it turned out okay but comparing it to uh the duratex finishes that that he's done i think duratex is way better it just looks and feels better um but it it wasn't that bad of a of a difference but i mean it the gun kept clogging stuff like that just because it wasn't meant for spraying you know so um definitely duratex in the future for me i think this next build will be duratex but i don't know what color i kind of want to go crazy on this one dude i don't know so like do the duratex and then and then color over it with a different color or maybe do a white duratex and have like sherman do they have white duratex they do oh i didn't know that maybe yeah i've just seen the black Dude, uh, Kevin from GSG just did his hammer in white, and it looks really cool. So that that gotcha. contrast between the the Ultimax and the white that yeah. looks really cool. So, dude, so yeah. a little little pro tip: whenever you're spraying anything, mm-hmm. like I don't care what it is, I always have a test board or a test panel, a piece of sheetrock, something that's just waste that I can yeah. go over there and spray on just to see how it's going to lay down first. Oh yeah, he had that. He had that. For oh, sure. he did. Yeah, okay. I was just crazy. Yeah. I was just absolutely out of my mind. I was just like, let's let's get this done. You know, oh dude, I was by that point I was over it. I was like, okay, I'm tired. I just want to get the thing painted. It I weighed that way too. It weighed a ton. So I was like, oh God, dude, it was it, it was like a workout, man. Building mm-hmm. DIY stuff is a freaking workout. I didn't realize that until I did it. You guys, no wonder you have like 30 inch arms, man. You're you're we're working all the time. <laughs> But um, yeah, that that hammer would be fairly light compared to to some of the stuff that oh dude I've built. yeah but, you got some massive stuff we're yeah, definitely they're not fun moving I'll tell you what I yeah, I can move them around the garage myself but moving around to the basement without drivers I always have to have a neighbor come over and help me do that because it's it's just too heavy and I don't want to drop it I don't want to like hurt my back or something because they're you know I think the big ones probably and it's got to be 150 pounds or more. Good just, God! Just the box by itself. Oh, dude, yeah, that's ridiculous. Maybe not um, that much. Maybe 120, but I mean, it's it's stupid heavy. It's not fun to lift, and it's awkward. Hmm. So. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm not looking forward to my new build. Uh, I mean, the dude, the HTS HST uh, 15 alone is like 70 something, almost 80 pounds. Yeah. 
Dude, it, it literally like when I lift it. I feel like I'm like I'm curling. Yeah. Like I, cause I used to go to the gym back in the day, and I, I I used to curl maybe 50, 60 pounds, you know, each arm. But I mean, this thing is like, bro, workout. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so yeah, they are. So last night when we were talking, um, you told me you had a possible major announcement that you wanted to make, and let me get this primed up real quick. Um. Um, okay, so you can go ahead and make the announcement and I'll pull up the website. So I don't know how major it is or even if it's going to happen, but cool. um, so a couple of videos that I made were on some nav point cabinets. Uh, I did an AV rack um, for my theater room, which was just an open rack. And then I did a network rack in my back room. And this is like a couple of years ago before I ever talked to brands or did anything. I was buying everything on my own, just throwing up videos and out of the blue nav point, um, contacted me wanting to know if I wanted to do a video on some of their larger enclosures. And, you know, I've already got the open rack version. It's a 25 unit, completely open. There's no size, no door, no nothing. And they were wanting to send me a taller 42 rack version of that. And I was like, you know, honestly, if, if I were going to make a video, I'd rather have something different because I can take the 25 rack, pull up a picture of the 42 rack and say, hey, here's the same thing, just taller. So we got to talking and uh, I, I was really wanting an enclosed rack like you have pulled up here, but this sucker's like 33 or 35 inches deep. It's it's made more for networking. Right. And, and I told them, I'm like, at your guys' price points that you're at, at 950 bucks, glass door, panels on every side, casters on the bottom, if you made a rack that was 21 to 24 inches deep, glass door, enclosed, and, and pretty much the exact same thing as this, and just priced it accordingly to you know what you have this at, knocked a couple hundred bucks off, or um, if you added some of the um, the shelves, like one and two unit shelves in with the deal and, and kept it close to 900 or something like that, if you want to do that even, if you made that, you would be undercutting the competition by quite a bit for some of these enclosed racks. And so I, I didn't hear from for like five days. And I was like, oh, shoot, did I scare you guys off? Like, <laughs> I, I was just trying to suggest an idea. And she's like, oh, no, we're, we're talking with our product development team to see if we can make it happen. And, you know, a couple emails later, essentially, they're asking for ideas of, you know, other examples of racks that I was talking about, just so they make sure they know what they're they're looking at when they talk to the development team. And she's saying, if it goes through, it'd probably be two to three months for them to develop it, to ve develop it and start producing. But um, it sounds like they're seriously looking into it. And if if they can get a rack for eight hundred bucks or, or less, even depending on how they price it, you know, I, I don't know what their pricing is going to be. But I'm just speculating based on this size and and how the other one's going to be smaller. If they can price it for that price, it's going to be a lot cheaper than a lot of the competition, like Middle Atlantic. Um, Sure. Sonus, I believe, is another one. Um, Snap AV. So, so it would be it would be basically like this one, just a smaller, a smaller frame, obviously, and more home theater friendly. Yeah, exactly. Because that, like I said, that's like thirty six inches deep. The total depth of it would. Yeah, this, is a, this is a big boy, but for the for even for the price, dude, this is not a bad price. No, it's not for, for the situation. So if you get if you can get it down. If they obviously if it's going to be smaller and they can get it down to like eight hundred bucks, dude, they're going to just kill everybody. Like, because these things are usually what well into the thousands, right? At least fifteen hundred, two thousand. The Saunas one that I was looking at that I showed them an example of, it's fourteen hundred dollars 
Uh, it's like 42 or 44 unit high. Um, it's got the doors and everything. And it comes with like seven racks in there. But, you know, their racks are only 20 to 30 bucks a piece at nav point. And if they throw it in with a package deal, you know, they're going to be able to take some some money off of those. So if you offer the exact same thing, seven racks in there or seven shelves in there, um, I, I told them they need to throw a couple of fans up on those top vents too as a standard just to have some sort of ventilation going on because that's going to be one less thing people have to look at buying. Sure. But do that for 900 bucks or 950 bucks and undercut the other brand by several hundred. They're going to kill it. Yeah. I mean, cause everybody's everybody uses this and it, well, most people use this in a home theater that have the space for it. Um, I know actually, uh, Hey, here he is. Um, Giles is in the house, home theater fanatics. What up peeps? Um, yeah, he said he was going to be on tonight. I thought, uh, I thought he said, uh, you invited him on as well. Right. Yeah, he, he told me he invited you to <laughs> next week. So I told him he can't play with us tonight. Um, <laughs> So he said he was crying about it. But, but no, he uh, he actually just did a, a video about his rack. And it's like the first video. Yeah, actually, it's the first video I've actually watched all the way through of his uh, in a long time. <laughs> I'm just messing with him. <laughs> yeah. But um, you no, know, I, I did actually watch the video all the way through. I, I liked the video, but I'm like, I'm just thinking every, as, I, as I was watching it, I'm like, and, you know, I'm like, dude, that is such a cool device to have, you know, to have all your stuff just right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And it gives you a space to where like the, the rails and everything, they, you know, they make several different accessories that you can screw in the backside to help with your cable management. And, you know, a lot of them come with casters. If you need to just unplug everything and move it for some reason, you know, it's a lot easier just to have everything in one space. So yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the sad part is I, I, I do know some people that actually could fill it, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's just, crazy and i think i think uh giles is getting to that point where he could probably fill a smaller rack probably he's got um, several lamps and yeah dude, he's got some toys but yeah dude um that would be cool that would be a good project i mean i hope they they work with you on that because that would be a great opportunity to kind of un, you know unveil a new product from these people as well as you know get your hands on a new rack why not yeah, right? and, yeah and- i mean i'm they they contacted me one to, to send me something obviously so i'm like I, I don't need it. I don't have the space for it, to be quite honest. And I told them that I'm like, literally, this would just be showcasing your product. And I'm like, if you decided you want to do this and it takes three, four, five months, whatever, like mm-hmm. I'll be here, you know, you just get it made. And I think you'll do better with a product more geared towards the home theater community than sending me a product that's geared toward the the networking side and, and have it being too big to really utilize. So gotcha. I'm waiting around. We'll see if it happens. So one of the things that's going to be in the rack potentially is the Symbison 20,000. Um, as you know, I have the FP 14,000 on the way and oh, um, I didn't know that. I know you talked about it, but Oh dude, I pulled the trigger. Uh, actually Giles pulled the trigger too. He got the, he got the, te- he got the 10,000 Q and I got the FP 14,000 Yeah, because he wanted the four channels. Cause he's running like a lot more situations than I am. And yeah, um, I'm just running, I'm just going to be running a couple subs here and there. And just, I just needed a, an amp to, uh, to mess around with. And dude, yeah. I'm su- I'm such a dickhead because I I'm like, okay, I want a, I want my custom, I want a custom audio architects logo <laughs> and I wanted to say limited edition on it. Why and not, they're, man? They're like, oh, we could do that for free. I'm like done. So they I said got, they could do that. They did it. 
Uh, dude, I wish I could pull up the picture. I don't have the picture on me. I don't have the picture with me, but it's on my phone. But dude, it, it looks really good. And um, I'll let Giles post it because Giles, I, I convinced him to do it too because he got his too. Nice. So it, it looks it looks cool, man. And these people were were cool to work with. Yeah. And I'm, can you tell me? Uh, Okay, so do you think this amp's gonna blow my mind? Because obviously you have the Big Daddy version of mine. So does this? Do you feel like the out the output translates to what the rated power is, or you know what are you thinking? Yeah, so so the one you have, it's it's the two channel and it does, I think, it does more RMS per channel than what mine does since mine's a four channel. I think it's like closer to three thousand or twenty five hundred RMS per channel. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe a little bit more than 3000. I'm not sure, but based on the testing that was done uh, from another member on AVS forums on the, on the amp that I have, it was showing about 2000 Watts RMS and 4000 Watts peak per channel. And each essentially each power source will put out right around 8,000 Watts and it has two power sources in it. So it divides up to two channels per power source. So, Pretty much each power bank will give you 8,000 watts of burst power, and I mean, I've I've bottomed out my 24s with this thing pushing it, Jeez. and I mean, it it will crank out the power. It's it's going to handle your 15 no problem. In fact, you could probably add three more, and it would <laughs> handle it with no problem. You know, run two off of each channel. Um, well, dude, uh, Nick over there at Stereo Integrity scared me to death. He's like. He's like, bro, you have to get good power. He's like, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, then I, I mess with him. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do the Behringer. I'm going to do the Behringer 3000. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, dude, if you do that, I will straight up come from yeah. where I'm at and pick up my, my sub and take it back. Okay. Cause, okay. So I'm like, okay. So obviously he knows this sub and he knows it needs power. So that's when I kept like, Dude, I was actually getting stressed out about this because I'm like, what am I going to do for power? I, you know, I've reached out to a couple companies. They're not biting. You know, I, I need to figure something out. And then finally, I know like Giles was on kind of on the fence about whether he was going to buy his or not. So I'm like, dude, let's let's make this deal happen. Let's let's do this deal. So I, and you what really actually pushed me over was like you your your review. I was like, okay, if if Bliss is using this stuff. I trust this like 10 times more now. Cause if I hadn't seen any reviews about this thing and it was like a blind test, I'd be like, I don't know, man, I don't want to give $700 of my money to some Asian. Mm-hmm. Company. I don't know if it works, if it comes, if it's going to be DOA, you know, but the fact that, you know, you tested it and you, you know, stood by it. I'm like, all right, cool. Like he says, it's cool. I, I trust him. You know, let's let's. And that let's- was based off many other people from the forums as well, too. That was that was my experience too. Exact same as yours. It's like I'm not going to spend seven, eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. I think it was I think it was like eight fifty at the time after shipping with the the rates of exchange and everything. But I'm not going to spend that much money, and you know, not get a product that's going to even function when I when I get it. So yeah, there's right. a lot of people before me that did their homework too, and um, I will say the only problem that I had was the power cable was wrong. They sent it with a 110 plug instead of a 220, so I did have to take that off and add a 220 plug. But I mean, as long as as long as you're conscious of that and know you know the voltage that you bought and make sure it's the right plug, you should be fine. I think I ordered the 110 because I don't think I need 220 for that one. But yeah, for yours for sure, dude. You like you need to plug that into where you plug in the laundry, the dryer. Yeah, <laughs> you essentially, need, you need some serious juice because. 
Okay, so basically, to that, that's, that's a good segue to uh, what you got powering it. So you got three 24-inch drivers from Stereo Integrity, right? Yeah. Yep. Nick made uh, three of the HS24s. Am I seeing them right there, right behind your right shoulder or left shoulder? Yep. There they are. Okay. I mean, they're a little blurry, but <laughs> there's Bro. two of them there. But yeah, the third one's in the back corner. So you have two in the front, one in the back corner, and they're all being powered by that twenty, uh, the Symbosyn twenty thousand. So, wh- how does that sound in there, dude? Like, what is the bass like in there? You know, I've I've done a couple of different tunings over the years, mm-hmm. and um, here we go. We'll pull up a a picture so we can see what they look like. See if I can figure out how to share my screen. I should let you. There you go. So there we go. I actually just posted that picture on Instagram the other day. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Done very well. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is my, uh, that's the best picture I've put on Instagram. It almost got like 900 or maybe, maybe a little under 900 likes on it. So I'm not super big on Instagram. So that was kind of like, whoa. Um, but, um, you know, I've had a few different tunings over the years that I've done, I've, I've done just my initial tuning when I first got them and it probably wasn't the best. It was flat. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, I shouldn't say it's not the best, but it's not the best compared to what it is at now. Um, so I liked that for a while. And then I, I did the house curve that the home theater gurus does. And he actually helped me out with a little bit on tuning that. And man, I really wasn't a fan of that. I felt like the low end was so overpowering mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of that chest thump, which is weird. Cause he's always talking about like, that's, that's where you get your mid base and stuff like that. And like, I, I just wasn't feeling it. So um, recently I had um, Zach and Aaron who are, they're big and um, AVS forums. They remote into people's computers and can do some tuning and man, they, they tuned those suckers up and did more of a flat tune again and this is more to use base EQ or BEQ that they do on the forms there as well. Sure. Um, but man, the mid bass is back. We adjusted a few settings on the amp. We adjusted the voltage limiter. And I think there was a little bit of um, signal clipping um, going on. And then I was also bottoming out the subs at some point because it was just throwing so much power all at one time. Um, obviously it was over, over extending the subs a little bit, but man, they tuned that system up and I had some friends over the other night and we, we turned on some music and it like, it was violent, like stuff <laughs> on the wall. You can, if you don't have, so on all of my doors down here, right where they latch in, I've got a double thick layer of gasket tape um, that makes you like pull the door shut pretty hard because if you don't have that there, the, the, the doors start rattling in the frame super hard whenever low bass starts hitting. So it's super distracting watching movies or listening to music. So you gotta, you gotta make sure your, your doors are, um, secured nice and tight. <laughs> Dude, I can imagine. Well, those speakers that are right next to the subs, are those the ones from, uh, the, that were the kit that you were telling me about? Um, yes. So those are the 1299s from DIY sound group. Okay. I thought they were. Yeah. How do you like the horn loaded tweeter? Um, it, it's super accurate, super okay. accurate. Like these are just extremely detailed 
speakers. I mean, they're 99 um, decibel sensitivity, excuse Ooh. me. And um, I mean, they barely take any power to get up and sing, but yeah, they are, they're extremely detailed. You just notice little nuances in, in music or in movies that you couldn't hear before, I feel like. So I love them. I mean, they're not, they're not harsh. I can turn it up. I mean, I can turn it up until it makes you, you know, leave the room because it's so loud and it never, like, it never has that harshness to where it hurts your ears. It's just like, damn, this is getting really loud. I, I'm not going to be able to handle this much longer. Mm-hmm. There's no distortion, nothing like that. I, I love them. Cool. Yeah. I've heard really good things about them. Um, I know those horn, horn loaded tweeters can get loud. I mean, the whole situation can get loud, you know, um, but I have heard really good things about the DIY sound group um, builds, you know, the kits they do. So they've uh, got a lot of good stuff. I mean, they've, they've got the 1099s, which that's probably the most popular. They're 10 inch woofers. Um, I think they're five, four and a half inch mids, and then a compression driver, horn loaded compression driver like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas these are the 1299s, just a little bit larger, um, 12 inch woofers, six and a half inch mids, and then the compression driver. So they're just a smaller form factor, really, really popular, but yeah, they've got single eights. They've got eights with horn loaded drivers, the Volt, um, the Volt series. They've got a six, eight and 10 inch in the Volt series, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, which those are my surrounds, which is 10 inch woofer with a compression driver that actually screws on to the back of the magnet of the compression or of the woofer. And so right. you actually don't see the, the compression driver. It, it has a waveguide in the center of the woofer and a very light fabric cone center cone. And it, um, it transmits the sound through that. It's actually pretty cool design, but yeah, they've got all kinds of stuff for almost any size build that you want to make. Dude, that does sound pretty cool. Um, and just for the people that are tuning in, those subwoofers are 24 inches large. So these speakers have to be pretty damn big to be standing next to those things. I, so how – well, I mean, you built the box really, really cl- close to the speaker. You definitely took Nick's advice because Nick told me build small and sealed. So I'm going to have to build, you know, uh, he wants me to do like two and a half cubic feet of airspace inside of it. So it's not going to be, my box is not going to be very big, but the damn thing's going to be heavier than also. Holy hell. So I'm, I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) for, for these subs, especially once, I mean, I know a lot of people are doing these 18s and in porta boxes and you are going to get some more SPL out of them. Um, you're not going to get as low unless you just build a ginormous box and have a really, really low tune. Um, I did not have the room for these 24s to build ported boxes, nor do I need it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you go sealed with something this big, I, I got a lot of flack from people on these videos whenever they'd see them. And mm-hmm. probably a lot of these are car audio guys that are like, dude, you should have done ported. I can't believe you didn't do ported. And it's like, like you don't understand. I've got a 14 cubic foot, cubic foot box that's sealed in the, back of my room that's just ridiculous to move it's over 250 pounds with the the driver loaded in it and you need at least a 20 mm-hmm. cubic foot box to make these ported efficiently and and get a good tune on them i'm like there's no way i have the space to do that sort of thing and and you don't need it i don't feel like when you have this much air movement from the cone yeah dude and i've seen pictures of, of nick building these 24 inch 
just Goliath. Dude, it, it, it's ridiculous, dude. And, and the cool yeah. thing is, is that you know that it's coming out of love. You know, because Nick builds these things out of love, man. He, this is this is his like what he does. You know, mm-hmm. and he does it well. So just the detail that goes into them. You know, I got the uh, I got the carbon fiber dust cap, so the whole front is just carbon fiber. It's really it's really rad. Dude, I did an unboxing. Good look. Yeah, I did an unboxing video of it, and it looks really really good. Um, so I'm actually excited for this build. I'm excited the power is coming. I'm you know super stoked that you're on board for Simbison as well. So that way you know i'm going to be using good power yeah. uh, and dude i think it's going to be a good a good thing here let me share that for you yeah speaking of nick at stir integrity so i mentioned this the other day on another podcast but he's got now some boxes that he's making for his drivers he was telling me about that yeah so instead of just buying the driver and making your own box or even a knockdown cabinet if you wanted stereo integrity subs you've got him making boxes for the 18s and the 24s now. Um, and his first run of 10 on the 24s were already spoken for, and, and he's going to be obviously making some more here soon. But he was telling me the pricing is $6.99 for the box plus the cost of the driver, which is um, $1,275 for the 24. So it's right around $2,000. Um, to get a 24 in an enclosure to where you only have to add an amp onto it. Bro, I'm kind of sad that he didn't build me an enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to call him and be like, hey, buddy, how much? How much for an enclosure? Come on, like make me a deal. You know, <laughs> it's, well, dude, I, the enclosure part, that's going to be the hard part for me. I mean, obviously, like, like plugging in part that's not hard you know but, yeah but no yeah. i mean that's uh that's the hard part for i mean that's that's the hard part of diy is just building that enclosure so dude he did a clean job on that duratex well yeah that's a, a local company that's that's not him doing that he doesn't have time for sure but yeah he's getting all those made and i i think they're duratex coded is what he said but he didn't give me any pricing on the 18s i think he might still be working all that out but yeah the 24s Pretty much seven hundred dollars for the box, almost thirteen hundred for the driver. That's not a bad deal, dude. For two thousand bucks, you get yourself a twenty-four inch monster. Yeah, I, was, I was mentioning the other day on on the other podcast. I was like, yeah, I was like, you buy two of these and a Symbosan amp, and for under five thousand dollars, you've got two twenty-fours and in separate boxes. And, and people are like, yeah, only five thousand dollars. Well, you gotta think about it. It's, it's stupid, expensive. I agree, but well, there's some like twelves and twelves and fifteens that cost almost that much that people that companies sell. You know, yeah. so realistically, and, and that's the whole thing about DIY. Uh, I was actually discussing this uh, in, in another episode. Was DIY? You get a lot of bang for the buck, you know, yeah. because you're doing it a lot yourself, and oftentimes it may very well sound better. Than one of some what some of these consumer companies are doing, you know, like mm-hmm. don't you agree? You're most likely using more expensive components than they are. So For sure, I mean, a lot I of mean, them are the lowest bidder, you know. Yeah, and granted, they've they've got a lot of research and development behind their products, but that's that's like I said, that's why I do kits. Um, you know, we were talking about crossovers earlier. Yeah, I've I've watched a few videos on them, and it's it's not even as simple as graphing it in a program, getting the right frequency response and throwing it in the speaker system and having it sound good. Like there's a lot of times that they'll go through three or four different crossover setups before they get something that actually sounds 
like what they want or sounds good. So it, it can be costly, it's time consuming, and you're not always going to get the result that you're you're hoping for. So that's why I'm just like, I, I just buy the kits and let someone else who's already done this, you know, do it for me. And it worked out good for you, you know, because dude, those speak, dude, I'm actually kind of like jocking on your speakers, dude. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of want them now. Um, I, I, dude, I haven't got to make a, some, man. I know. I haven't had a good pair of floor standards in a while. I've been just so in, engulfed in bookshelf speakers. Like for the last three months of my life, I've had nothing but bookshelf yeah. speakers coming through coming through for review and all this other stuff so i'm kind of wanting some you know some nice floor standards so what is the price point on uh do they come in the pair or do you have to buy them separately what's what's how do you how does that work out on diy sound group for the um for the towers yeah so i think i think the minimum order is two and then or might even be three for the 1299s. I know the minimum order is two. You can't just order one speaker. And and the only, I, I think it's two because there was the exception to it. He said, if you have two that you already bought and you're wanting the center channel, that he'll go ahead and do that. But he has to charge you a little more for shipping because the way he's gotten everything worked out, like Eric, the guy who runs the site, he doesn't make a whole lot of money off this stuff. This is just his side hustle, and, and he really just did it to help out the community. So he's really not making a whole lot, but he's worked it out to where everything fits perfectly in these boxes, and he has it shipped for as cheap as he can. And if he starts deviating from that, he's got to essentially pay more, or it's going to cost the same just to ship one speaker than it is going to to ship three. And so he's going to be losing out on money if he's essentially shipping it for cheaper so yeah he's he's got it worked out very very precise how he has things set up but yeah um choose your minimum you can get you know more than that i got three obviously and um and do whatever you want from there right on um dude legendary brown note just um and before i give you his yeah. before i give you his question i wonder if you can hit that legendary brown note in your system dude that would, that would be cool. Um, Legendary Brownout says, Sup, Mike and Kyle. Hey, Kyle, you probably talked about this already, but I heard you say you started playing around with basic EQ. It's a whole new world, right? Dude, it's insane. I watched The Outpost the other day. Um, and Zach, the guy who uh, who tuned my system, and, and him and Aaron do the whole basic EQ thing and uh, upload all these files, it was night and day the difference it was almost like i watched a scene without it and then i went back and rewound it i loaded the file in the mini dsp um, for the base eq which i'll kind of explain what that is in a second um brown note can probably do it better than i can but um so i, I went ahead and loaded the file rewatched the scene and it was like i almost felt like i need to turn it down because i felt like my subs were turned down at least halfway and then i loaded that file and it's like it was almost overpowering. It was crazy the amount of bass afterwards. And so essentially this, the, the bass EQ, um, I'm gonna explain it very poorly, but in a nutshell, all of the audio data is on Blu-ray discs. Um, but unfortunately when they produce the discs and are, are the sound producers um, edit the discs and edit the movies, they slope a lot of the, the frequencies off at, you know, 
20, 25, 30 hertz. Some of them are even up to like 50 hertz where they start sloping them off because they know most likely people aren't going to be hearing those sort of things at home. And so, you know, for whatever reason, they just slope it off. And so uh, what Aaron does is he has a program that will read that data on the disks and then make an EQ to bring that low end bass back up. And it's not like he's boosting it way up louder than it should be. He's just boosting it back up to a normal level that if you have a, a decently powerful system that it should be able to handle. And you're just getting a lot of that lower end bass that they edit out of these movies. Okay. Well, that, that's a good explanation. You, you did good. Yeah. Um, now, this is actually a really good question that I had for you. What is your point of reference when you're, when you're testing out your system what are some of your favorite like movies or music tracks that you like to listen to to kind of test things out and see how things yeah. are? Yeah. So um, Ready Player One, the race scene. That's oh, like, of course. That's my favorite, dude. That's, I know, my that's favorite. probably like everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's mine, too. Um, so that one's awesome. Um, man, the um, the greatest showman the soundtrack in that. Okay. That's, that's got some bass. It's got female vocals, male vocals. It's, it's got a lot. And man, that, that. that first song, it hits pretty good. Oh God. Gotcha. Um, I, I really like the Hans Zimmer live in Prague. That, that whole disc is awesome. Metallica through the never just cause I like rock and that, that disc is awesome. Um, it's the, the concert disc. And then man, what other movies? You know the John Wick movies. Um, oh God, yeah. Those those just got punchy bass. Not there's not a whole lot of super super deep stuff. There is there is every now and then, but man, just that mid bass, the gunshots and the shotgun. I mean, everyone knows a shotgun scene in John Wick three. So it's like that's that's one of the ones that I go to where it's like, yeah, this is this is gonna be fun. Let's turn it up a little bit. I'm trying to think of that space movie that has the ton of bass right in the beginning. Oh no, actually, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Does it? No, no. <laughs> um, dude, oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. Have you heard the bass in that in the beginning? Dude, I haven't seen that one. What? I haven't seen it yet. Dude, you it's have. Because I want to watch the original one, and I just I haven't done that one. I haven't yet. watched the original one, and I just watched this one. Dude, it's like ridiculously long, but it's a good movie. And I do kind of want to watch the first one now because now I feel like I was left out. But at the same time, dude, the begin you, you, just if you watch the beginning part, you just watch the first what I've heard. 10 minutes of the movie, bro, with your system, with your subs, it will shake the foundation of your house, bro. Like it, it, <laughs> well, is, it gets down low. Kind of like, um, is it War of the Worlds? Is that the, the beginning? Or no, it's not War of the Worlds. Um, it's the other Tom Cruise movie. Um Oh, um, not Oblivion, but um, uh, uh, where he dies and comes back. The die set repeat, yeah. Um, the, yeah, it's that one. Man, what is that? Dude, yeah. Everyone in the comments is going to be we like, were, oh, we, we were going to watch it the other day, too. Um, God, now this is going to bug me. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Legendary Tomorrow. Legendary Brown, in for the win. Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. I knew what I was talking about. I just, you know, didn't know the name. Dude, Robbie beat him to it, I think. There oh, you go. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, dude, then you're Giles. Oh, yeah, I did. Too. Oh, God, everybody. Everybody is smarter than us today. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think it's kind of cool to have, like, a reference point, especially when we do um, reviews, you know? Yeah. So when we're doing reviews, we don't really know what things 
what this new product sounds like. So, but we do know what our song sounds like and what it's supposed to sound like, you yeah, know, for sure. And what oh, we like it to sound like. I was going to say, um, disturbed, um, sound of silence. Okay. That's one that I really like listening to as well, because it's, it's just that low, deep male vocals. And there's just a lot of soft instruments that just slowly build up and build up and build up through the song. So that's, that's a really cool song too. Um, I don't know. I listen to all kinds of stuff. I really don't listen to rap, but there's a few rap songs I'll listen to just to, just to make the subs work a little bit and just to see how loud I can get it. But honestly, I, I think rap like that is the the best way to use it is like, okay, let's see how low yeah. and awesome my subs are. Yeah. Doc- and usually my go-to is Dr. Dre because I, that's the one thing I remember from when I was in high school, you know, Dr. Dre, the, you know, Chronic yeah. 2001. That was like the best album. So, and it has some good bass. It has a lot of, it doesn't get too low, but it gets low enough. Dude, you know what got really low for me today? Cause I was testing out this, uh, I'm playing around with this Martin Logan um, Dynamo 1600, right? And I wanted to see, like, okay, let's see how low this can go with some rap. <clears throat> so I put on Warren G Regulate. Dude, that is. Warren G Regulate. Warren G. You'll, you'll remember it, dude. I don't know. How, how old are you? Are you in your 20s or your 30s? Uh, 32. Okay. So you're, you're like five years younger than me, six years younger than me. But, um, well, no, five years now. I'm now I'm over dating myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, Warren G. Regulate. You gotta. It's an old one. It's from like the '90s, dude, and it just hits so hard. It's so cool. Yeah. Probably back in like car stereo days. I'm sure I've heard it. Oh, dude, total total car stereo days, dude. That's yeah. what everybody was bumping back in the day. Oh, well, aside from like Sir Mix a lot and stuff like that, yeah. then you then you're just getting crazy. Dude. <laughs> so I was going to answer John. He had a question about the receiver and amps that I use. So. Where right now, it oh, it was up a little bit, maybe 20 comments up. So um, right now I'm currently using the Yamaha RXA 3070. Um, and for the amplifiers, the only thing I don't like about that receiver is it's only RCA pre-outs. It's not XLR outs. But the the YPOW, the, the room calibration system, I actually really do like that. Um, you can go in after it does the calibration and then go into a manual mode copy all of those calibration settings into the the manual mode and then go back and adjust things if you'd like to so whenever i whenever i tune my system i can go into the subwoofers and make them completely flat in the receiver and let the mini dsp do all the tuning or if i want to adjust the center channel or the left or right front channels i can go and see the graph see you know it's up 3 db at at 300 hertz with a gain or gain of three and then it's like q of 0.7 or two or whatever it is you know you can go in and change all that if you wanted to um so i think it's a really flexible system as far as room tuning and and room eq um as far as amplifiers i'm using the emotiva xpa7 for everything except my front three which i've only got a 5.1.2 system but the um the front three are the emotiva dr3 so the xpa dr3 the differential reference series right on how are you happy are you happy with emotiva dude they've been awesome okay they haven't skipped a beat they're super clear they get loud i mean granted my speakers don't take much power but they've got plenty of power behind them yeah i've been looking into emotiva they they seem like they're reasonably priced for the product they're they're putting out so that's what i like about them too 
I'm excited to try that out. And I, I know Hi-Fi Haven has a pair of Emotiva speakers that I'm interested in, in listening to as well. Um, and actually, yeah. I should be getting an R RMC-1L, mm -hmm. so the, like the light version or something to that, um, here pretty soon. And it should have the direct live, so I'll be able to test that out, see how the direct goes, and, and see how the receiver does as well. Dude. Um, I'm All Emotiva. Yeah, Emotiva is going to be in the house over there. Um, yeah. I thought I saw another question for you. Um, I think you already answered this one, though, right? Kyle, would you do a what uh, YPAO calibration video? Uh, that's all you. <laughs> yeah, um, I can. I can do one uh, outside of just getting it into the manual mode though i don't really adjust the settings like i said that's something that you can do if if you want to or if you have the equipment or the the desire to do so um mm -hmm. mainly the only thing i do will is like i said i'll do the room eq i'll move it i'll copy it to the manual setting and then i'll just flatten out the subs and and I do all the tuning on the subs on the mini DSP and that I'll I'll play with and, and do a little bit with, but really the, the mains I mean I, I really haven't done much in the manual setting on those. So I don't know if if you're looking for something like that where you're you're looking at more adjusting your mains and, and doing different frequencies in there and adjusting those up and down, or if you're just wondering how to copy that from the the wipeout to the manual mode just to even look at it. Why yeah, let me know on that. Um, yeah, if he, if he responds, we'll definitely put it back up. Yeah. Um, so aside from that sexy rack, dude, is there anything that else you're working on or anything coming up that you, uh, you're excited to talk about? Uh, man, I got a couple things. I've got a full, so that, um, that OSD amplifier that they'd sent me a while back, that 230 pound amplifier, um i don't know if you saw 30 pound amplifier yeah you haven't seen that huh that's gross dude no <laughs> yeah. i haven't seen that yeah so they've got a 11 channel 230 pound amp 380 watts at eight ohms per channel Ooh. it takes two power cords from two separate outlets on on separate circuits in your house to what? get it full power dude, and what, uh, what class is it class a b or class d or what, what uh it's it's class h so it's okay. ABH. It, it's a gotcha. voltage rails on it. But um, so that was their demo unit that they've had out for like at least two years. And it's been to shows across the country. There's been reviewers that have had it. So it, it's had some hands on it. It wasn't working 100% for me. And I didn't want to shortchange them and, you know, show people a product that wasn't working hundred percent. I wanted to make sure I, you know, got a, got a good product in because they've got warranties on all this stuff. They, they would do the same just for anyone that bought it as they would send it out to me and having issues. So we ended up sending it back and they're sending that back out to me. Actually, I think they just started shipping stuff out today. Um, but I'll get that amplifier, a new one of those. And then they're actually sending me a full five point, 2.2 system. So I've already got one Travolche 12. They're going to send me the Travolche 12 with the DSP. So I'll have two of those to put up and then they're sending their S series monitors. Um, so up front, it'll have dual eight inch woofers and triple tweeter array on the left center, right. 
and then the rear surrounds, um, and then two eight-inch in-ceiling speakers. Damn! So you're gonna you're gonna implement all that into your into your situation down there? Redo it all. Oh my god! Well, so, okay, so OSD, how did you like the the Trevoche, that subwoofer? Because I've seen a couple of other guys uh, review it as well. So it's making it OSD's making its round for sure. Yeah, they are. Um, and right <laughs> now, that that original sub i posted on instagram they've they've reduced it down from 700 dollars down to like 340 bucks shipped um with the with the coupon that they gave me the life of bliss 15 take 15 percent off because they're they're trying to clearance those out because they're getting their dsp versions in and they're wanting to you know move out the the regular versions so with that in mind like pricing in mind if you were to get one of those for 340 bucks it's a steal like but the what sucker about, was what about at 700 bucks at 700 bucks. Well, I still had that coupon like under 600 <laughs> bucks. You're starting to push it at 700 under 600 bucks is what you can get it. If, if you use the coupon code that they gave me and it's like, That's it fair. was, it was a contender for that mm-hmm. price range. Um, the major problem that it had was it wouldn't really get below 28, 29 Hertz. It started just dropping like a rock after that. I was down, I think 15 to 20 decibels at, at 20 Hertz. Ouch. So it's, it wasn't going to dig low, but at the same time, you're only looking at a package that's like a 15 to 16 inch cube Hmm. and it's super small form factor. And the SPL outside of that super low range was actually pretty high. I was I was getting peaks around 115 decibels at my listening position with just one of those. And once I ran it through my uh, Yamaha, I was able to get it smoothed out and pretty much anywhere uh, from 102 to 105 decibels across, you know, the 28 to 80 hertz range. So that's not bad. I mean, no, it's not. Uh, it, like I said, the the major drawback in my video that I stated was it just couldn't get super low, but you have to have you have to have some sort of expectations for something that small, that price yeah. range. You're not gonna you're not gonna get something that's gonna outperform a thousand dollar sub at that price range. No, not at all. So, but I mean, yeah, if it's and dude, now at three hundred and forty bucks, people are probably like clicking right now, going, "How are we gonna get?" And you know what I'll do for you? I'll go ahead and put a a link to your. Do you have a special link that people can go to that you can send me? Um, no, it's it's just their website, and if they use the that coupon code, the coupon code. Um, yeah, that coupon code, it's, it's, it lets them know that people have watched my stuff. Cool. I'm not getting any kickback for, from them for, for doing this, but um, oh. that's, you know, that's, Fine. that's letting them know that, that people are watching my stuff and uh, they're going to keep sending me product to review for you guys there and you show well, you guys. So um, yeah, well, but that'll did, save you like 60 right. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. If I can help in any way, I'd love to let's share that code with everybody. I'll put that in the description below because this video yeah. will be, will be like forever. So we'll have this running forever on uh, audio architects and the audio will actually be on uh, anchor Spotify and hopefully someday Apple. I'm not sure exactly when they're going to approve my Apple stuff. It takes a while, but uh, yeah, doing the nice. podcasting as well. So we'll be in via voice and via video. So yeah, I'll, I'll share that with everybody on both. So that way, if anybody's interested in picking up the OSD, Travoche, uh, and you have done, you recently did a, a video on it, right? Yeah, yeah, that was just the full review, doing sweeps and and gotcha. listening demos and things like that. Yeah, 
Right on. Yeah, dude. So do you ever do you do near field or room uh, REW when you're doing subs? Oh, um, when I do subs, just measurements, I always do um, listening position. Do you? Okay. Well, yeah. I get my room is just funky. So I get some weird measurements when I do room. So I always do near field just because it's it's just easier that way. You know, um, I don't know. That's for me. You know, near field will get you a good response curve for the sub itself. A lot of times, it the manufacturers the have those. Better, yeah, it, it does make sub look really good. Um, I like doing in room because you know every room's going to be different, but it's going to give you a more realistic idea of the SPL you're going to be getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, within a couple decibels versus if you're if you're a foot away from the sub, you're going to be getting a huge spike in SPL because you know, it's just, it's a lot closer. You don't have to have as much movement to get that, that airwave to the listening position as you do right there at that microphone. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be different for everyone's situation, but for me, I like looking at what can I get in my room? Can I add DSP? Can I not add DSP? What can I do to fix it? How's it going to look afterwards? So, I mean, I, I can tell people, I know my room has a, a null, I think it's right around 35 to 40 Hertz. And then again, right before 80. So that's funny. I have the same null, like 36 yeah. Hertz, like around 36 Hertz. That's when mine just kind of yeah, little dip right there it, it, on every REW I do. <laughs> yeah. But if you know that it's like, okay, you can take that into consideration and then see how everything else is responding. And, you know, you can see if some, if something's getting six decibels more across the entire frequency range, but still has that giant drop off mm-hmm. right in that null that, you know, you have. So you, kind of you get a good idea of of how the subs perform in your room and can compare it to others based on you know the different reviews that you do and experience that you have with other brands yeah rew's been a quite the adventure for me because i never used to know even know about rew back in the day and now like i want to measure everything i want to i want to know what everything like measures and and this yeah. is, this is a thing i've discussed with other people as well is like uh, sometimes like you can love it the way a speaker sounds and then you REW it and just REW is like trash and you're like, damn, damn it. <laughs> you know, I really like the speaker, but, uh, I guess that's just part of the, part of the game we play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever had anything REW really horribly and you're like, what the F dude? Um, you know, the, uh, the bookshelf speakers that I made. So I got done making them. I posted the video and you know, I'm, I'm learning all the time. Mm-hmm. Stuff. I mean, this is, this is a learning process for me as I go. And, uh, I got the video done and a couple comments were like, well, don't you still need, um, a baffle front baffle compensation? I, I'd have to go back and look it up even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to, to one, two, three toyed. Who's another big DIY guy. Yeah. I like um, him. And I was talking to him back and forth a little bit, and he was like, yeah, you know, a lot of times these these full-range drivers, you still need to boost that low end, and you can measure how wide your front baffle is and know the frequency that you need to boost that based on that, and you just throw something um, in the line there on the, the – it's, it's essentially a, a tiny crossover, but you're boosting that low end a little bit um, or, or – attenuating the top end of mids maybe but you know like i said I'm, I'm still learning i obviously haven't done that but yeah once i measured those you know the low end was it was low <laughs> and and i could go in my computer and do some eqing because i've got them hooked up to my computer and you could boost it back up and they sounded pretty good after that but it's going to either take 
throwing a little crossover in there on the full range speaker, or it's going to take some EQ to get them to sound good. So that was kind of a surprise whenever I had had measured those and then seeing the comments, it's like, oh, well, learn something. Telling you. Well, this is what, that's what I'm kind of afraid of is uh, getting into a project and then just being like, damn, I'm in over my head right now. I need some help, you know? And but the cool thing is, is that there's so many resources, you know, between the forums, between people you meet through like, you know, channels like this where, you know, we talk and I mean, you know, I, I, I did really didn't talk to you for a while. And then, you know, now we're, now we're, now we're on a live stream and that's cool because yeah. I can, I've, I've learned a lot from you just in the past couple months, you know, asking questions and stuff like that. I mean, you've, uh, you've definitely led me to, uh, to awesome discoveries and adventures. So, and now oh, yeah. I, I watch all, a lot of the other audio channels too. And it's like, you know, you're not going to get your hands on everything. You're not going to see everything yourself. And it's, it's just cool to learn from other people's experiences for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But dude, I, I want to thank you for being on the show, dude. You've been great. I, I really appreciate it, your time. And yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, man. This is fun. Well, I, I, I know John, already. Yeah. An hour? Yeah. It's like a little over an hour, but um, <laughs> Giles is, I know Giles is like salivating to, to have you on the show in a, in a couple of weeks. So uh, yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, so you'll sure. definitely be on there. Tomorrow, I'm actually dropping a gaming video, a gaming audio video. So um, I really had a chance to sit down and play with the Aperion Audio Alaires and the 10-inch Bravis, the Bravis 10, uh, the Bravis, the Bravis 2 10D. And bro, for gaming, these things are sick. You know, I'm, I'm using them right now, like as not right now, right now, but like they're on my desk right now. And yeah. the more I listen to them, I mean, at first I was like, okay, they're cool. Right. They're, they're not like the best speaker in the world, but they're not the worst. And the more I listen to them and the more I'm like breaking them in and, and kind of getting used to them, I'm like, okay, like this is cool. And then I put on a game and then this is total spoiler alert for tomorrow. I put on a game and dude, the gunshots were like, dude, the, the, the subwoofer is a down firing sub to a 10 inch sub with two passive radiators. Oh yeah. The dude, the thing, just the gunshots are like, boom, 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 boom. Like you, you felt like it was inside the, the room. I'm like, holy shit. Hell but yeah, yeah it, it was, it's a, it's a cool experience, but yeah, I'm putting out a, a full video on that tomorrow morning at 9am, my usual time. And do you, when's your next video come out? Uh, I don't know. It depends on <laughs> how much my uh, my kids let me edit. <laughs> right on. Um, it'll it'll probably be next week because um, so my schedule. I for people don't know what I do. I'm actually a, a pharmacist and I work seven on seven off. And so ten hour shifts, seven days in a row. I really don't get a whole lot done. And then the seven days off, I'm half the time watching the kids and half the time I do have some free time. But you know you got to balance that with uh, spending time with family and doing other things around the house. So it's a uh, defined balance, but I think, I think towards the end of next week, I should have the next video out, which is actually, it's just going to be a review on the, the monitor I'm looking at now. It's, it's a BenQ 32 inch 4k monitor um, cool. that they had sent out to me for review. And then I've also got to start editing the video where I painted the subs and then get some demos in there and, yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun video. Nice. So that's that's yeah. the next two coming out, and then and then we'll just move on from there. Dude, we got our work cut out for us, dude. I gotta keep you posted on this 15 inch build because I'm gonna sure. be no, I'm gonna be cursing, dude. I'm gonna be like, damn it. 
No, I think it'll be fine, dude. I, I think uh, I, I'm pretty sure GSG is going to be um, cutting cutting up a, a one-off for me, you know. Um, oh, cool. Just for the build. Yeah. And because um, they don't have any sealed mm-hmm. stuff yet, I really want them to have sealed stuff because I think that'll be cool. But they, they got they got projects they're working on and everything, so I'm not really tripping. But yeah, he's gonna be he's nice enough to cut me up a custom piece and. I think that's going to be cool because, uh, dude, GSG does a clean job with what they do, you know. So, I'm not going to have any problems putting it together or anything like that. So, yeah, dude, Juan, Juan, like loves you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Juan, Juan's uh, all about, dude. This is a, this is a, this is your show tonight. <laughs> there you I'm go. I'm I'll just give him the email there. Hell yeah, dude. Um, and that's what it's all about, dude. It's all about getting in touch with people and, and learning, sure. asking questions. And dude, you're super knowledgeable when it comes to a lot of the stuff these guys are talking about. I wouldn't even know how to answer half these questions. So I'm glad you're here to help me out. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I'm I'm learning every single day and you know, mm-hmm. I'm just it's a accumulation of many years of just research and stuff and late nights just looking at forums and building stuff over the years so it's still still a lot to learn but i've got a few tricks up my sleeve right on uh oh my god snoots is all where can we get your premium snapchat info life of blend <laughs> actually it's uh it's only fans I'll, I'll give you the link here later. Dude, they, they want to see you shirtless bro they want to see the, the shirtless life of bliss dude maybe you that'll got... be the, the thumbnail for the 24s the next 24s oh. video That'll be hilarious. You're just holding them on each hand like that, you know, just yeah, right. no, no problems whatsoever. Three views in a month. Worst video ever. Right. <laughs> you, you, you'll, you'll have uh, tilt, tipped the scale for the, the female, uh, the female yeah. demographic for the, right. for the industry. Because right now, I mean, let's be honest. Most of our – when we look at YouTube demographics and all that stuff, it's like 96% male, 4%. Oh, yeah. God bless those 4% females that watch our stuff. It's probably – absolutely or whatever yeah. but you see, I mean, mine, mine's a little higher because i do all these like outside diy projects oh yeah you're sure so, the girls are just yeah. well, broke, bad, but <laughs> you just got throwing some some random uh some random diy stuff that that some of these chicks are gonna like and they'll come there you go and i'm, I'm gonna start okay. doing it i'm gonna start marrying all right yeah. bro. well thank you so much for being on the show and everybody thank you so much for joining us i know a lot of you guys tuned in i really appreciate that and I will be on next Thursday with a surprise guest. I don't Ooh. actually know who it is. So <laughs> that's why it's going to be a surprise to me too. So um, cool. maybe, I'll bring in, maybe I'll bring Giles in just for a surprise. There you go. Well, hey, thank you, Mike, for having me on. I had a great time. And, and thanks for all the questions, guys. And I really appreciate you guys watching and, and supporting me. It's, it's a lot of fun making this stuff and getting it out to you guys. So I really appreciate it. Awesome, dude. Thanks so much for joining me. Mm-hmm.